later by pretty much every manner of chronicler. I mean, Dante has her in the in the circle of carnal sinners. Shakespeare does quite a good deal with her. The Romantics have a field day with her. And then, of course, by the time films film begins, there are all kinds of variations on the theme of the conniving woman. So, who was Cleopatra? Can you put her in her in her historical context and tell us something about? What her early childhood was like. Well, she's a she's one of five children born to Ptolemy the Twelfth. This is a line of of sovereigns who descend from one of the generals of, of Alexander the Great. So they're they're Greek, they're Macedonians, ruling Egypt after the death of Alexander, and. Their immediate predicament is how to hold off encroaching Rome, which has pretty much at this point gobbled up the Eastern Mediterranean, with a few exceptions, the most, the wealthiest and most fertile of which is, is Egypt. She comes to the throne on the death of her father in 51 BC with, with a younger brother. And it's a somewhat murderous and, and savage dynasty in which pretty much all the children are raised to rule, and they do their best to sort of shuffle, shuffle each other off stage so that they might have the chance to do so so that um, Cleopatra is within that first year and a half on the throne, embroiled in a civil war against her brother. And in the course of that war, the next youngest sister will also attempt to dethrone her. So there's a real sort of free-for-all here among the siblings, who were clearly, to answer your question, all of them raised to rule. And we know very little about childhood, which was not a big seller in the ancient world. But we do know how Cleopatra was educated, which would have been in precisely the same fashion as Cicero or Caesar or any other well-born Roman, which would have been on a steady diet of Homer with a lot of the Greek playwrights, Aeschylus, Euripides, Sophocles thrown in with lots of written exercises, enormous amount of training and speaking. But mostly it was a literary culture with Homer as the, as the foundation. So here she is at at 21. She has ascended to the throne of Egypt, an educated woman raised to rule, yet she's fighting for her kingdom's future against Rome. How does she meet Julius Caesar? Well, Caesar um, arrives, interestingly, in the midst of his own civil war. He races to Alexandria, trying to himself do in Pompey, whom he has just defeated, only to discover that Pompey has already been done in by the advisors to Cleopatra's brothers, so Caesar washes up in Alexandria with really no immediate mission and without reinforcements to discover that he is a very unwelcome visitor, that the Alexandrians are not happy about having him there. And so he barricades himself into, the pal- into Cleopatra's palace. She is absent because she has been exiled to the desert by her brother. And her immediate problem becomes how to meet Caesar, how, in fact, to, to argue her case in front of Caesar which is to get from the eastern Sinai where she is camped with a bunch of mercenaries, somehow west into the city of Alexandria and into the palace grounds, which are barricaded, all of it undetected. And she does that in a most ingenious way, in a tiny little boat being rowed by a retainer under the palace walls, where she slips into a heavy-duty sack of some kind, and the retainer throws that sack over his shoulder and secrets her into the palace grounds. And, and that is all we know about her first, her initial meeting with Caesar, but we know it must have gone well because shortly thereafter, she is pregnant with Caesar's child, and the two of them are allies in terms of fighting off the brother whom they will defeat several months later. So we don't know what exactly happened between Cleopatra and Caesar, but as you said, several months later, here she is pregnant and, and they're an item. What do we know about their relationship? or about her. You said she wasn't beautiful, but obviously seductive. 
You know, what's interesting is how is what we tend to focus on. I mean, Plutarch very clearly says, here is a woman whose powers of persuasion were extraordinary, whose presence was irresistible, whose charm was irresistible, and her looks were secondary. And of course, we've inverted that equation. He also tells us that Cleopatra, to speak to your question of education, that Cleopatra spoke nine languages, and she could move easily from one to the next. And as we know from her relationships with Caesar and subsequently with Mark Antony, to move from one kind of man to the next very, very subtly and very easily. She brought several things to the table. So one was her immense power of charm, her charisma. The other was the wealth of Egypt. You write that the Egyptian palaces made the Romans gasp. What was so luxurious about Egypt at that time? Well, there are two things. First of all, Alexandria is at the time of Cleopatra, is in Cleopatra's lifetime, the center of the world. It is the, the seat of learning. It is the fashion capital. It is the sophisticated city. It has the library and the museum. Um, if you wanted a doctor or a craftsman or a book or an animal trainer, you went to Alexandria. Rome, by comparison, was a muddy provincial backwater where buildings tended to collapse all the time and um, where you couldn't find a book, actually, if you wanted one. So she's, she reigns, first of all, from the more civilized world, I guess you would say. And secondly, she is...